I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We are potting. How about you, everybody? Welcome into this week's edition of the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. Today is Wednesday. August the 16th, 2023. I'm joined as I always am 60% of the time. Hey. Oh, we're back. <laughs> yes. Mr. Gold, Pink said, Mr. J Head. How about you, fellas? How about you, big guy? I am so glad not to be at 55. Mm, there you tell go. You. Gold, tilt that screen up a little bit. Yeah. Got, yeah. Some, got some deer heads back there. It's not yeah. really bright. But, uh, yeah, but it looks good. It looks good. Yeah. Cole is, uh, Broadcasting, broadcasting live from his uh, the man cave. Man cave. There you go. Yeah. Man cave. All right, folks. We've got uh, no commitments for the first time in a while. Yeah, it is. But this is the well, first. Last week? Saturday. Yeah. Who last was it? Saturday. Oh, it's DJ Lindsay. Oh, that's right. We already talked about him on no, the yeah, yeah. show, that's but right. that's not fair to the, our recruiting show listeners. There has been a. Commitment since our last show, T.J. Lindsay, the four-star defense alignment out of IMG Academy, originally from Little Rock, Arkansas, committed to Auburn over Texas and some other folks, uh, but mainly Auburn and Texas. I think that's 16 commitments for Auburn, 14 in the country. The class is 14 in the country. And then got three potential, th- potentially three more commitments coming over the next week. We'll get to that in a minute. Before we do, wanted to uh, give a big how about you to Mr. Bird Dogs. I'm back yes. in my bird dogs, folks. I'm back in my bird dogs. If y'all don't have any bird dogs, you're absolutely missing out. I didn't, but now I do. Man, they good too. And listen, I, you can rock the commando in these things, man. I ain't lying. Now look, I got the large. I should have got the extra large, but I'm working my way back in the large. Let me cut, let me cut my video on. See, look at that. They don't look too tight. They don't look too tight. <laughs> they got pants. They got shirts, folks. Really love the bird dogs, man. Stretch khaki shorts, what I got on, designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg. Truly sculptured look. They do the exact same thing. I, I didn't know this. They do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit way, way better than regular shorts because they're better. So get you some bird dogs. They've got this cloud knit fabric that looks like khaki but stretches, so you get a way slimmer fit. I told you about that. Uh, let's see. It's fantastic. I love bird dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash A-U-B-U-R-N. Get your pro- promotional hat, bird dogs hat, free hat. Uh, Jessica likes it so much, she won't give it back to me. She's wearing it right now. Uh, but birddogs.com slash Auburn, A-U-B-U-R-N, all caps. Get you a free cap. And also get you some damn good shorts, man. Appreciate mm-hmm. bird dogs jumping back on with us. All right, Whew, man. I like I like how they come about mid thigh. That's that's a good thing. See, okay, so they, sure they've got the different length, right? They've yeah. got the five and the seven and the nine. I didn't even know. They. <laughs> 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 
Oh, I was wondering you go see that dude. Nobody knows why we're laughing. Uh, yeah, that's true. I have to get the seven uh, in. Oh, I can't take it. Yeah, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Over live after dark. <laughs> but Bird Dog's got the thing. They got the pants, man. Um, I, uh, oh, and, you know, they got the swim trunks, too, with the uh, with the tramp stamp on the back. There you go. Bird Dog. Great stuff. I love it, man. My new favorite um, shorts. Uh, and also, I love they got polos, man. Um, yeah. and I, I, mine's in, in the dirt, uh, dirty clothes, clothes because I wear it. But I played golf with it, dude, in the 109-degree temperature. It was fantastic. Uh, I mean, I, I was there at the golf course. I didn't really play golf. But I swung the sticks. Uh, all right, Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash Auburn, A-U-B-U-R-N, all caps. Get your free cap. And then uh, get you some really nice shorts, pants, shirts, polos. They got it all, dude. Really like Bird Dogs. Go check them out. Um, all right, so between now and next week's show, potentially have three more commitments where Auburn is involved. Um, Cam Franklin, the four-star defensive lineman from Mississippi, is announced. I'm sorry if I keep hitting my mic. I'm trying to get it right where I get it. Uh, Cam Franklin, the four-star defensive lineman from Mississippi, five-star on rivals and I think 24-7. Um, very high on this kid, these these people are. Um, he's going to announce Saturday between Auburn, Tennessee, Miami, I think Ole Miss still in there. Lord, they, they, they sure hope they do. Oh, my God, they're willing themselves on that. That's some embarrassing stuff I've seen here lately. Uh, but Cam Franklin is going to announce Saturday. Auburn is the favorite, according to the uh, on three RPM, at 89%. Cole Pinkston has a, a prediction in for Auburn. Sam Spiegelman has a prediction in for Auburn. Those are the two I know of. I am. Uh, I, I was actually going to put mine in today, and I still might. I mean, I don't know what I'm waiting on. It's not like I'm waiting on you know more confirmation. The dudes, as far as I'm concerned, uh, will, will, will commit to Auburn on Saturday. Uh, also, J.K. Falk, the four-star edge, top 150 overall player in 2025 from Highland Home. Keldrick's younger brother will be announcing his commitment on the 21st, which I believe is Tuesday, Monday? Monday, uh, I believe. Monday. Monday. Going to yeah. announce his commitment Monday. Alabama, Georgia, everybody wants this kid. This is a uh, this is a can't miss for Auburn as far as I'm concerned with their brother there so close to home. Um, in the past, I might have a little bit of doubt on whether, you know, a Harson staff could get this guy. These are the kind of guys I'd like to think Hugh Freeze can get uh, with a brother on team. So, And then finally, Zaquan Patterson, the uh, four, five-star safety from Miami, will be announcing his commitment, possibly. I know he said at one time, August 22nd, 23rd, which is Wednesday or Thursday of next week, he told an outlet, I think it was 24-7, uh, Jed, Miami, that yes. nothing's been set yet. Um, but he would like to have it. I think his coach, I don't know how I feel about this. Okay, so Zaquan Patterson is at Chaminade Madonna, right? Yes. Yeah. Love that school. Love those kids. I've met a, several of them. They're loaded with kids all the way going to 2026 class. Love those kids. Auburn's recruiting a lot of those kids. Their high school coach uh, makes it mandatory for his rising seniors to commit before the senior season. I don't know how I feel about that. What do y'all feel about? How do y'all feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I know why he's doing it. I guess I, yeah. you know, he he wants that out of the way for the season and all that. Um, you know, I've never been a head coach, so I can't really say if I would do that or not. I don't think I would personally, but you know, because I mean, he's got the receiver. What's his name? Jeremiah Smith. 
committed Jeremy to Ohio State. State. And uh, the other one that's committed to Miami that we were recruiting at one point. Uh, uh, gosh. I got oh. him. No, that's not who I'm thinking of. And that's just the 2024s. He's got the two kids in 2025, Kamari Williams, and uh, they're, they're so all three of those kids. So going into their senior season, he wants them. Right. Okay. So, so, and even Saquon has said, like, I'm not ready. Yeah. I'm not and, ready. And that's what it sounds like when we write the story because you don't get the context like we do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I try to put that in there. It's just sometimes it's hard to do that. It sounds like he's saying, I'm going to commit, but I, I have a top five and they're all getting – it's not really up to him is is how he made it sound to me. And now right. that makes it, you know, that, that brings it home. But, I, I mean, I wouldn't fault the kid. He, he's doing what his coach wants him to do. I think that's sure. good good for him. Absolutely. Um, and, and, he, and the school that he commits to very well might, might be the one that he sticks with. I don't think it's going to be like, okay, he commits here, but he'll be somebody somewhere else. If he commits somewhere, that's probably where he's going. I mean, there's a really good chance that's where he's going. I, I tend to agree, and I think probably what his coach is thinking, A, it eliminates some distractions throughout the season. And, and obviously, Shaman Abadon is the kind of program that's going to contend for a state championship year in and year out, and you want to make sure that you're limiting distractions. Number two, this coach probably thinks that most of his kids know where they want to be. Now, maybe he's trying to cut out some of these guys, trying to maybe enjoy the recruiting process more than they should. I'm not sure on Zaquan where he is. I know he's only taken one official visit so far, I believe, to Michigan. Maybe he's taken an official visit to Miami. I'm not exactly sure on that one. But you're talking about a kid that's only had one or two official visits to this point. So it's, you know, I think there are generally kids that do need more time. So I'm a little bit torn on it. I can see positives as to both as to why a head coach would want a young man to go ahead and make a commitment, block in, and A, you got to think this is a team-wide policy. So there are probably kids that are borderline that are like, maybe if I wait, I'll get an offer from such and such. And this is the guy that's saying, hey, look, you need to lock in what's available to you right now. And if something else comes, it comes. But, you know, the schools that have offered you to this point, you need to go ahead and try to honor and and figure out a way to make sure that you are going to get a college scholarship. Because with the way the transfer portal is now, we all know teams are saving spots for the transfer portal. So if you miss your window – Sometimes you really miss your window. Sure. Now, to be fair to Coach Damian Jones, head coach, awesome dude. I've met him a couple of times. He's He's been to Auburn a couple of times. But um, he wanted those kids, he wants his kids to visit as many places in the summer as possible, then make their decision. It's not like he's saying go ahead and do it without having – I'm looking back at Saquon's visit list. He's been all over Miami. He's been to Michigan twice this summer. He's been to Auburn twice this calendar year, once in April and again for Big Cat. He's been to Ohio State twice this calendar year. He's been to Florida State in June. So this kid has been – he's visited all five of his top schools in the last six weeks, right. eight weeks. So he's done – it's not like he he doesn't have the information to make a, a, a decision. He, he has more information really than some of these kids ever will have. So he's visited – at least uh, every one of his final five schools at least once. And it's going to make a decision. So that kind of leans me more, more towards what you're saying, Cole, is he's probably going to stick to, which, yeah. to whichever school he is. But um, I, he, he's saying, I'm not a done deal. Right. So either way, Miami is the uh, presumed leader, the hometown Canes, 91% in the RPM. 
<clears throat> um, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I, I think Auburn, Miami, uh, Michigan's got to be in there too. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's Auburn, Miami, Michigan. I think it's the top three, and I think he could land at any one of those three. That's how I feel. I agree. I do think Florida State has pushed some within the last month or so uh, and started to ramp things up there. I'm not exactly sure where they are in the pecking order, but I got them. I think they're kind of outside the top three. And from my intel, I would say that Auburn is more concerned right now with Michigan and Miami, or at least that's been yeah. my, where my sourcing has been, is that those are the two schools that they're most concerned about as far as jockeying for position in that recruitment. Zaquan has not set the date, but uh, we'll be keeping an eye on him to see if he does. Either way, he's going to make a decision, I would guess, in the next two weeks, regardless of uh, – whether or not he set a date now. Cam Franklin has set a date. He is announcing Saturday. Uh, Cole, do we know what time? No, I don't think we know a time. If we do, I missed it, um, so I don't okay. know. So no time, but sometime probably Saturday afternoon. This is going to be the third or fourth straight week in a row that Auburn has been a legit contender for a top recruit who's announcing on uh, Saturday. Uh, there was, what, Lewis, there was KJ, there was TJ, there's Cam. Uh, right now, Cam Franklin, uh, as we said earlier, Auburn's believed to be uh, the big favorite here. Uh, Cole, still feeling good about your prediction? Yeah, I, I do. I feel pretty good about it. Uh, you know, I've heard a little bit more Miami chatter as it pertains to Cam Franklin today, which is Wednesday. Um you know, I, I think that's worth watching and worth worth looking into big time uh, heading in because you know how these things are. But um, I have heard nothing that would make me change my prediction right now, that's for sure. Jay, do you like Auburn here? I do. It's not going to shock me if it's somebody else, but the way things have trended within the last month give me a little bit of confidence here as it pertains to Auburn and this recruitment. I do like that Jeremy Garrett um, – is from Mississippi. Hugh Freeze is from Mississippi. Yeah. I mean, I believe Hugh Freeze is actually from the neighboring hometown to Lake Comorant where Camarion Franklin is from. So you're talking about guys from the same neck of the woods. They understand each other. And Mississippi recruiting is a little bit different. If you're not from Mississippi or you're not a state school there, it's really difficult to pull guys out of that state. Um, and so I think that's given us kind of an inside track there. And, and look, I feel about as good going into this one as I think you can for a five-star recruit. Like, I, I think you always approach these with some level of apprehension, right? Like, there's never a five-star commitment I go into, and I think this is just an absolute slam dunk. Yeah. But I do feel positive as it pertains to Camarion Franklin right now. I, I think who I've spoken with at Auburn still feel relatively confident, though they are watching Miami and Ole Miss. Like, I, I'm not going to pretend like they're not, you know – in Tennessee, for that matter, there's, you know, they're still watching those schools and trying to make sure they're doing everything that they need to do to lock this one in. They're not going to pretend as though this one's a made hand or in the bag by any means. So, yeah, go ahead. You know, well, I, I, I said it Monday, and I still kind of feel that way. I feel like Auburn's cautiously optimistic here. I don't feel like Auburn would want to trade places as of today with where they are compared to where Tennessee and Miami – I think I think Miami and Tennessee wish they were Auburn today, um, as far as I know. I, I feel like Auburn's in a good spot. Um, cautiously optimistic here. Again, not a slam dunk. If I, I think I've got him at 60 on the hot board, and that's probably uh, – that's 
that's kind of high for a kid like this that I'm really not sure on. But I do feel like Auburn – I'd be surprised if it's not Auburn as of today. Ask me again Friday, and I might be surprised if it's not Miami or Tennessee. But as of today, I feel good about Auburn. I, I, and not just from Auburn, but from uh, other people not, you know, directly involved with Auburn, uh, maybe from Cam's side. Uh, maybe from Tennessee and Miami side as well. I think they they all, I think everybody kind of thinks it's Auburn right now. So yeah, so we you know uh, myself, Matt Ray from our Tennessee on three side and uh, oh, Stephen yeah. Wagner from our Miami. Uh, about a week ago, we got together and did the cross exam article there, where we all answered questions about Camarion Franklin and and one of the big things that our Miami guy Stephen Wagner was talking about was his relationship with Jason Taylor, who you probably heard of from the NFL. He's the uh, co-defensive coordinator at Miami now. He's also going to be interior D-line coach for them. So he's he's a pretty hot name in this recruitment too, and and that's you know I think that's that's got some pull for Miami with him. Um, you know if if Miami were to have a shot, it would be because of him I think, and uh, Auburn. You know, I just I'll say this. You know, Camarion Franklin gave us the great one-liner. Uh, a little while back, ain't nobody getting me for a discount. Remember that, Jeffrey? Yeah. He's like, yeah, NIL, it's not going to be a huge factor, but, you know, they're not going to get me for a discount. I mean, you want us to ask about NIL, that's about the best answer you're going to get yeah. on it because nobody really wants to talk about it. Yeah, this ain't Dollar General, big dog. Yeah, so I think Auburn's in the game there, and I think Miami is too, and that's why I have some caution with Miami, but I've heard, like I said, I've heard nothing to change my prediction whatsoever. I, I like Auburn right now. You know, Cam Franklin's one of those guys we've talked about, you know, these guys that Hugh Freeze has made a huge priority. Yes. He's yeah. one of them. He yeah. is the one on the defensive line that Hugh Freeze will absolutely not take no for an answer for. Yep. That in itself gives me confidence in Auburn and then everything, uh, add on everything else. <clears throat> I feel like the Tigers in a good spot with, what, 72 hours to go. Hey, if if Auburn had not sort of pulled the stunners there with Joe Phillips, DeMarcus Riddick, Perry Thompson, you know, even Walker White to an extent, Jalua Solomon. Would you feel that way, Jeffrey? Jalen Crawford. Does that play into it? Does that play into it? Oh, no, no. It definitely does. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, to be honest with you, he's only missed out on two that uh, that I'm aware of. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you got K.J. Bolden, Cam Coleman. Yeah. Is there anybody else that I'm forgetting? Uh, The one, if you're – Maybe Casey Poe. If you're just referring to the ones that they really swung for the fences with, it's those two. I don't think they did that with Casey Poe to be. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they do either. That's why I was asking you. I don't think they did. I think no. Cam. I think Cam Coleman had he not made a, a, a spur of the moment decision. It wasn't spur of the moment. It was just because we, looking back, we knew it, Cole. We just couldn't yeah, get anybody. I know. Great day in the morning. We knew it. Uh, uh, I have that one back. But, uh, and. Uh, you know, it wasn't like, hey, I'm Cam Coleman and I'm announcing July the fourth. Had that happened, I would have I would have been I would have been interested to see what would have happened. Right. Uh, yeah, I think like, Damian yeah. Craig, I think A and M were very good by saying don't say a word, just announce out of the blue and that you're coming here. I think had he said I'm you know, announcing seventy two hours later, Auburn would have you know, pulled a pulled a Joe Phillips. They would have pulled a Julius Sullivan. I don't think that I don't think that recruitment would have played out the way it did. No, credit to Damian for playing out mm-hmm. the way. It did. I mean, he he knew how to execute it for sure. 
definitely not over with him. I think Cage, I think Auburn's got a better shot of flipping. I think we've talked about this. Cam Coleman, those two guys we talked about are the one we're on Hughes' list. You know, um, don't think it's over with Cam. I don't think it's over with KJ. I'd just be surprised if they were able to flip KJ. Um, I, I go. I think we've said it behind the scenes. You know, I still feel pretty good about my prediction. Cam Coleman. Yeah. Whatever. I, I, I mean. As good as, I, as good as I can feel, you know, while he's committed elsewhere, yeah, I guess. Right. And then, obviously, the other big one is the Jack linebacker that's committed to Florida. I think that was the other big one we swung big at. Waller. Jamonte Waller. So you're, what, four? I think you've, got, you've landed four or five big ones. So Walker White, Joe Phillips. Crawford. Uh, Jalen. Jalen Crawford. Perry Thompson, and uh, Marcus Riddick. And maybe Jaleel Solomon. Did you see him? So you swung big at those six, and you missed on three. And let's think about this. With Waller, much like Cam Coleman, committed out of the blue. Yeah, he did. So really, knowing they're going to commit and missing, Auburn is 0 for 1. So – Oh, I find that interesting. Not not like, oh, you know, it's not some like, oh, what does he mean by that? I'm just saying I think it's interesting. Um, <laughs> but two two of the three guys that got away, big dogs that got away, committed um, on spot, didn't give anybody time to make any last-minute moves, maybe any last-minute offers. And uh, considering the track record with Joe Phillips, Lewis Solomon, those guys – that's something you can do. So, keep an eye on Cam Franklin Saturday. We feel good about him uh, going to Auburn. And I don't see that changing, but we'll see. Never know. Uh, another guy, 2025, Ja'Kayla Falk, J.J. Falk, Keldrick's younger brother. Uh, Monday, did we decide it was Monday? Yeah, Monday. Yep. Monday. Uh, and, and, Cole, you've you've met with J.J. before. Mm-hmm. I talked to him after Big Cat. I mean, Alabama, this is Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, everybody, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, I like where Auburn sits. You know, I have a pick in for him, too. Um, Clemson and Alabama, I think, are the other two. Georgia could be in there, too. I haven't heard as much about them lately, but I know he likes Alabama, which is interesting. You know, you almost think, no way, with a brother for playing for Auburn, does he go to Alabama? But, I mean, crazier things have happened. Stuff like that happens, man, you know, so. I'd say it's worth watching that he likes those schools, but I think the timing, and that's what I'm—that's the main thing I keep coming back to with him. The timing—I I just don't think he would rush it if it was one of those schools, because Auburn's right there and they got all this pull for him now. I just think the timing says Auburn. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, the Keldrick is, by all accounts extremely happy with his decision to flip from Florida State to Auburn. He loves it at Auburn. He's doing yeah. well at Auburn. He's going to do well at Auburn. J.J. was just on, on campus two weeks ago for Big Cat, says all the right things. And here's here's things about brothers, um, and, and we've covered several brothers, older brothers. Um, are they close? Does J- How close are they? Are they best friends like some of these brothers are? And – from all uh, from all, from everything I know of, Jay, they're, yeah. they're very close. They're very close knit no. family. Yes, and to tell you how wanted he is, JJ Falk released his top five. I think it's on July the fourth. 
And that top five is Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, and Clemson. Yeah. If you're picking from those schools. You're doing something right. Yeah. I'll tell you what. uh, Auburn's got a, I mean, a star-studded linebacker uh, target list for 2025. And why shouldn't they? Because Josh Aldridge has has done as good as he has in 24 class. He should be going for the very top guys, and he is. Uh, Where did J.J. Falk sit on that list maybe a year ago this time? I'm not sure. He was still growing into his body. Definitely on the list. Was he the very top guy? I don't know. But I I truly believe that Keldrick's emergence with Auburn and how how well he's done so far has made them go, all right, let's get another one from that family tree. You know, move him to the top. That's Mm -hmm. another reason why I say Auburn in this one. Because I really think they prioritized him. They're both just awesome kids too, man. You know, yeah, freaking athletes, freaks physically, and just the nicest kids, most uh, well-mannered kids. You know, the kind of guys you want, you wish you had eighty-five of on, mm-hmm. on your team. Really like both of those guys. Their mom did a good job. Uh, from the Highland Home Flying Squadron. Yes, the Flying Squadron. That's correct. With a uh, with a fighter jet outside the school. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Been there, played that, played in that stadium. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, it's not too far from uh, Red's schoolhouse. It is not. It's not very far at all from Red's little schoolhouse. They got another place in Highland Home called It Don't Matter. I passed that. It, yes. It, you need to stop. And it does <laughs> matter, son. I did. <laughs> My dad. So I, for those of you who don't know, he used to be the head coach at Highland Home. I did not know that. He was. And uh, the first, like, banquet they had or whatever, you know, introducing him as the head coach, said, Coach, we're going to take you out to dinner, you know, where you want to go. And he's thinking, ain't much out here in Highland Home, you know. We ain't going to Montgomery, are we? So he's like, I mean, you know, it don't matter. So they went to it, don't matter. And ever since, I've been like, man, okay. And it's it's awesome. I've been there. It actually burned down, and now it's back, so. Papa Pinkston yeah. naming restaurants in Highland Home. Right yeah, here. that's right. All right, so uh, keep an eye on Cam Franklin Saturday, Jamal, uh, J.J. Falk on Monday, Zaquan Patterson in the next week. Just keep an eye on him. Let's see what he says about uh, decision. We will be following those three along. Um, let's get to some questions from the corner. OQFTC this week. We'll finish it out. We've got – I think about 15 questions we want to hit before we ended up um, on this show. So Auburn fan 72, AU fan 72 says, who are some higher rated offensive linemen that Auburn may double back on and recruit hard until signing day? This is a great question because Auburn's offensive line recruiting is null, nil at the moment. So, and not many uncommitted offensive linemen out there that people want. So, both of you, uh, what do you all think – We'll give two minutes on this. We'll try to move to the next one. Give us a couple of names. Offensive lineman Auburn's going to circle back on. Cohen Eccles for me, and Cohen then I think for, for Cole Preston Talamua. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say, I think it starts with two guys, and Cohen Eccles is one of those. I'm starting to believe that the door is pretty open right now for Khalil House, too, which is somebody that Jay had mentioned. Yeah. Uh, so I'd say it starts with those two, and then your next maybe a little bit harder to get probably Preston Talmua, but I do think the door's open there too, or at least cracked open. So, and then Jameson Riggs, I don't think they'll quit on him either. 
What about the uh, the Lockhart kid, Mississippi State? Yeah, now that's he, he's another name to watch, wouldn't you say? We yeah. haven't talked to him that I know yeah. of. He's very you're quiet. About flip candidates. Yeah, I didn't, you know he's a three star. Oh, guy. higher rated. Okay, my bad. I was thinking just who the hell are you going to go back on? Yeah. yeah, I hear you. They really never were in on him before he committed, so that's fair. But question. that's that's kind of the thing that they did. I mean. You remember they had Egan Boyer on the list. They had John oh, Wayne yeah. Oliver, but they didn't push for those guys. I mean, let's let's. I would tell you know we'd say if they did. I, I don't. I never felt that they did. I felt like it was not a big deal that they got, you know, committed somewhere else. So the names we just named are the guys that they decided from the beginning we're going to be on those guys until the end. I don't care where they're committed, and I, I think that's still true. I agree. The notorious AUB. Will Kevin Riley be in this class on signing day? Kevin Riley, the four-star running back from Tuscaloosa, who is committed to Miami and has gone a radio silent on his recruitment. Cole, will he be in this class? I say no. I say he could end up in Alabama's class. I agree. I'm actually watching another guy. I'm going to give Dukes the scoop. Yeah, uh, I mean, a, 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 a how about you on this one? But he brought up a name that I've been tracking, uh, Brandon Hood. I think that's a kid that can really find his way into this class. Absolutely. That's one that you love, Jayhead. It is. It's, that's one I absolutely love. And if the kid didn't tear his ACL last fall, I think was that what happened? Because we were talking about this kid all the time, and then I was then somebody asked me the other day, and I was like, I haven't heard his name in a long time. He he had reached four star status, uh, I think, with all three and with others too. Yep. And uh, got sidelined pretty hard with that ACL. It was ACL, Jayhead. Yeah, snapped his ACL last year. That's right. But boy, you know, he was. Where was? Where did we see him last? Was it Junior Day? Some yeah, event. It Maybe it was in March. Maybe it was totally good weight. Oh yeah, he looked a lot better. He looked like he'd been, you know, getting after it. Here's the thing: the first time I went to go see Colton Hood at Eagles Landing, I was like. And no slight to Colton, because obviously you're hearing a lot of buzz about him right now. But I go, I don't know. He just doesn't look like a Division One SEC guy. I'll be honest. Wasn't very big. But oh, yeah. he looks different today. I mean, he looks the part. He looks exactly like the other guys out there. So maybe they just got it, you know. Uh, and, again, with the with the Falk thing that I said earlier, it's, it's like, okay, well, Colton's performing pretty good. I bet a little brother can do it, too. Yeah, they got some good bloodlines running there. <laughs> yeah. Would yeah. You fired up yeah, on that running back class, though? I mean, are y- do y'all love Fat? I like him. I think if That's you look. That's how I feel, too. Even Jay has expression there. I, I feel you, big dog. I think the context, if you look at the whole group, I like the way Fat fits into the group. Because I think he is a different kind of back that you do not have on your roster right now. Moving forward, you're probably going to be losing uh, Jarquez after this year. And so you're going to be returning Damari Austin, who's around 205, 207. You're going to be returning uh, the running back that we got in this past year's class. Uh, Jeremiah. Cobb. Jeremiah Cobb. Terrible podcasting on my part. <laughs> Jeremiah Cobb is going to be at around 200 pounds. Yeah, and then obviously you got your smallest back of the group in Brian Petit. Yep, Fat's a different kind of back. You're talking six one, two twenty ish, if not more. You can use him in red zone, red zone and goal line, um, and a different kind of runner. You know, more more of that power back that you just don't have that you need to utilize to have a well rounded running back room. So, 
I like him in the context of the group. Is he the best back that we've ever signed? No, I'm not going to go that far. But do I think he's got the potential to be a thousand yard running back at some point in his career? I do. Honestly, we've we've talked about comparisons for him, and Javon Robinson has been thrown around, Cam Petway, but I think his production could match someone like Peyton Barber. Uh, he kind of comes out of nowhere one year and just has a big year, but it's quiet. He's not flashy; just kind of you yeah. know picks up four, five, six yards of carry. I think that's the kind right. of guy he is. But you need a counterpart with him in this class because he is a a, a, a skill type. Like you know what I'm saying? He is a power guy. Yeah, um, he is. The Cameron class. He's got some agility too. I'm not taking that away from him, but you need somebody that's got a different skill set to counterpart with him in this class. Okay. All right. I'm gonna be uh keeping track on that. The uh Flipasaurus wants to know if you had to pick another Auburn player, another player Auburn will flip in this class, who is your pick for the flip? And then if you had a concern of a current commitment being flipped from another school, who would it be? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to stay for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm going to stay consistent with this. My answer to the first question was Khalil House in the last episode that we did when this question was asked. I'm going to stay with that. I think he's the guy. If you're talking about most flippable right now, I think with the way things are falling for Stanford, uh, the fact that he committed to a school that's well more than 2,500 miles away from his actual hometown, um, it, I think Khalil House makes a lot of sense for Auburn, specifically with how we're going to push for offensive linemen going down the stretch here. Cool. Mm, I'm between two. I'm thinking Jude Foster from Ole Miss. I've heard a little bit about him lately and, and thinking that could happen. And, you know, there's the dynamic that he's committed to Ole Miss, and we know how that plays out with, with Hugh Freeze. Um, if not him, I would probably go with Jamonte Waller. Hmm. Okay. Now, if Auburn were to get Camarion Franklin, now you've got a guy from Mississippi and sort of open that door. That's that's sort of my line of thinking there. I, I like that line of thinking. If I were to do a mock class today, Khalil House would be in it. Therefore, I'm going to go with Khalil House. Um, my most flippable, I think I said, is Lewis Solomon last last week because he was yep. just so flippity-floppity going into that Good announcement. Uh, I think that's probably my pick for that. I would agree with you on that one, Jeffrey. I think that's one. Shane Beamer's not going to give up on that one. I think he's going to continue to recruit that kid very hard. And I'm going to watch for Florida State to kind of ramp things up as well. I think if, you know, if K.J. Bolden were to flip to Georgia, which is who I think could flip K.J., I'm not saying that we can't, but 
I think if there's any one school that's going to pull him from Florida State, it's going to be Georgia. That's my honest belief, is that Florida State would circle back extremely hard uh, on that young man. So I, I can see two different schools yeah. coming at him. Okay. I'd go with Joe Phillips for that part. Yeah. I hear you. He would be my 1B, Cole. Yeah. yeah. And, and fighting for that 1A spot. I, I hear you on that. Now, he has actually come out and told Chad Simmons, I'm done. I'm done. I'm signing with Auburn. Yeah. But we know what that, you know. But st- maybe that's why he's well, 1B. I, I'll give Joe some credit there. He, mm-hmm. he, he's he been straight up with me the whole process. So He's been straight up with everybody. He's straight up. He, 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 he might be my favorite guy. Anybody who says, yeah, I was committing to Georgia today, but Auburn came in without NIL, man. Oh, yeah, he's. Straight up, man. He's no BS kind of guy. So, right. I hear you. All right. Uh, here we go, Zach in the back. Which 2025 QBs is Auburn after and which have mutual interest in Auburn? Chad Simmons on three national recruiting analysts had a, uh, some, some fantastic 2025 quarterback scoop on the Auburn Live message board, the corner earlier this week. Maybe it was yesterday, Monday, maybe. Mm-hmm. Deuce Knight, the four-star 2025 quarterback that Zach in the back absolutely loves. He is fist-pumping right now. Zach is He's back there. As he should. As he should. <laughs> is um, Zach, uh, Chad Simmons loves where Auburn sits right now, potentially even maybe the team to beat for 2025 quarterback Deuce Knight. Zach, what's, uh, give me some stats on him, ranking and stuff. I know you've got that stuff written down on your arm. <laughs> Was was he on the show when he was talking about – was it the call-in show or were we off the air? I, no, I think it was the call-in show because people were – I think there was a question that was like, who are your favorite 2025 guys? And okay. Zach said Deuce was his. Zach's over eating Doritos and watching Alone. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to watch the show. All right, so listen to this. Deuce Knight, according to On3 Industry Ranking, is a four-star recruit. He's the number 59 overall recruit in the country, so a top, top 60 player. On3, by the way, loves him more than anybody. On3 has him as a number 28 overall player in the country, the number four quarterback in the country, the number two player. I thought he was from Mississippi. He's from Nashville, Tennessee. He, he is from Mississippi. Okay. Yeah. Transferred to Lipscomb Academy, which is where Auburn got Hank Brown from. Yep. Oh, uh, Henry. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Used to be Trent uh, Dilfer was the head coach there. I don't know who it is now, but they've got a very good football program there. Agreed. And we'll be announcing a commitment soon. I think he told uh, uh, the our, our Ole Miss, that I think I'm kind of close to a decision. That was two or three weeks ago. I think Chad Simmons is expecting a commitment fairly soon, uh, potentially in the next month or two. So keep an eye on that guy. Deuce Knight, Zach in the backs, big dog favorite. Yes. All right, let's see. Where are we? All right. Two other quarterbacks I would probably pay attention to that I've been told the Auburn staff likes. George McIntyre from Brentwood yeah. Academy and Antoine Hill from Houston County. Those are probably oh, the yeah. other two that I'm watching right now. Antoine Hill, I forgot about him. Yeah, he's, he's good too. Um, let's see. All right. Put those Doritos down, Zach. Haskins Lover. <laughs> Are you surprised so far this class has most of its defense? Yes, I am. Defensive commitments already locked in compared to the offense of 16 of Auburn's 16 commitments, 10 on the defensive side of the ball. Six guys on offense, which three are wide receivers, a quarterback, a running back, and a tight end. That's what Auburn has committed right now on offense. I am, I'm, 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 I'm sh- not only am I shocked about the numbers, the the, the 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 unbalance of the defense right now, just the commitments. It's not like they're gonna, but 
the quality of defense of recruits. Yeah. It's now I will say this, in my honest opinion, um, and people can throw tomatoes at me or whatever they want to do after I say this. I think the needs are bigger on the defensive side in this class than they are on the offensive side of the football. I agree with that. Um, And judging by what we've heard out of fall camp, I feel a little justified in making that, uh, in making that statement, but offensive line recruiting is the one, you know, like Mm -hmm. I feel comfortable where we are in the running back numbers in this class so far. I feel comfortable where we are in the wide receiver numbers. Obviously you're only going to take one quarterback, most classes. Tight end, if we only end up taking one, I understand. You know what I mean? But offensive line, that's the shocker or the eye-opener to you that you don't have one offensive line commit just yet. Still. And I don't think that's necessarily an indictment of Jake Thornton. Um, Maybe it's how we prioritize it in the portal. I'm not exactly sure. But I do think that we're going to get some relief there here relatively soon with a nice size commitment, uh, both figuratively and literally. Um. And, you know, I, I think they're staying true to their board somewhat on offensive line recruiting as well. I, other than Jude Foster, you have not really seen them come up with a whole, you know, list of new offers or anything of that nature. They've really kind of decided, you know what, these are our offensive line targets. These are who we're going to go after. And they've decided to plant their flag and go for those guys. And, you know, we'll see if they're able to pull it off in the end. Who knows? Can they flip a Preston Talamua, a Khalil House, a Cohen Eccles? Can they get one of those guys? You don't know, but that's really that's going to make or break the class, that's for sure. I mean, I, I think anything less than three to four offensive linemen in this class would be a disappointment from the high school ranks, in my honest opinion. Auburn signed at nine in the 2023 class. Four, of course, were transfers. Uh, two of those with one year of eligibility, Avery Jones, Gunnar Britton. Dylan Wade has three years of eligibility, Jaden Muskrat with two. And then Elsavion Miller, the Juco kid, has two years. Then you got Connor Lou, Tyler Johnson, Clay Whedon, and Dylan Senda, all high school kids coming in with four. But I, I'm like you, Jay, he had three or four every year as far as I'm concerned. That's minimal. Um, yeah. C-Web for AU. With Bradley Shaw presumably the fourth, I wouldn't say that, in final linebacker addition to this class. I mean, I think it's so. Uh, are we still actively recruiting Wyatt Simmons Cole? Yeah, I think I think there's still a recruitment going on in Wyatt Simmons. I just have lost confidence in my pick for Wyatt Simmons to Auburn. Um, you know, heard some Arkansas buzz there. I know Travis Williams likes him over there. So um, I just like – I like Travis Williams keeping him in state right now. And I, I feel like there's been more of a flip to Bradley Shaw for Auburn at least, uh, maybe because they thought the same thing. So – Mm-hmm. I just wish – I wish there was more information out there on Bradley Shaw. Well, you're not going to get it from, you know, from him. Bradley Shaw. <laughs> no. Let me just tell you, and look, I respect that. I do too. I have no problem with that. Even as a media person, um, I, it's you know, it's weird for me to call myself a media person, honestly. But even as a media person, I, I like those guys. Keep you guessing. That's fine with me. Now, listen, I'm glad they don't do this, all of them do this, because I wouldn't have a job. I would be doing something yeah. else, be delivering boxes, because I loved working at UPS when I did that back in the day. And, uh, But I, part of me wishes that every recruit would walk out of a visit and say, it's none of your business. Mm-hmm. Who's your top five? It's none of your business. <laughs> yeah, I would love that personally. It's not. It's none of our business. 
Actually, it is. <laughs> exactly my business. Yes. But, I mean, you it know, is, yeah. we're just all being nosy, right? Yeah. I mean, that's it, my job it, is to be nosy. Exactly. And to be really good at being nosy. Right. And it, if you don't it, mind, I'd like to be nosy, man. Tell me who you like. Tell me who your favorites are. Tell me what you're thinking. Right. People want like to know. I'd like to be first on reporting this to you, by the way. So yeah. if you can go ahead and just give this yeah. to me. If you've already told somebody else, just go on, man. I ain't got time for that. No. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> yes, they do, Jay. Yeah, the UPS, man, that was, uh, that was good stuff. I, had, I, had, I worked part-time. I had fantastic benefits, Blue Cross, Blue Shield. It was it was incredible. I, lo- I loved working at UPS. Um, all right, Jack O'Lantern. Uh, Alvin commitment. Alvin Henderson, the uh, four-star running back, top 100, top 150 overall recruit. In 2025, from down uh, Jay Head's way, it's been yes. hinting that he's not. I mean, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he committed tomorrow. I wouldn't be. I mean, I really wouldn't. I, he hasn't set a date, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was pretty soon. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was one of the first five commitments in Auburn's class. Yeah, I yeah, think it's coming soon. I think it's going to come in the season, but you're right. I mean, it's soon relative to that, but it feels like something's going to happen in season, and it would be a nice pickup for us, number eight prospect, I think, in the entire state. Uh, so another top ten guy, four-star consensus, four-star prospect. And, look, if you can get him and J.J. Falk and Zach's favorite quarterback to start your class along with Malik Autry, that's a heck of a start for 2025. Yeah, it yes, it is. Ja Rayo, we are at 16 commits, mm-hmm. uh, over and under another one. New over and under at 17.5 before kickoff. Oh, I'm taking over. Uh, 2024, yeah. 17.5, so two more before kickoff? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll go two. Yeah. As today. I think that's fair. Yeah. Over. We all take in the over. God damn it. <laughs> Did you see us recruiting over any current? Do you see us recruiting over any current commitments, thus pushing them out of the class? Or maybe is there a current commit that is most likely to not sign with Auburn? Recruiting so. over no, nah. But that DB room is thick right now. Like I could see a lot of uh, a lot of girth to it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see where maybe uh, Lewis decided, like, hey, maybe I've got a better chance to play at Tennessee than I do at Auburn right now, given who we're bringing in in the quarterback room. Now, I haven't heard that. I'm not even – this is me speculating, like, if there were going to be a decision. And I don't think that's us recruiting over the kid. I think that's the kid making a decision of what's best for him um, and not the other way around. I think we've all – I think we've – Zach and McGriff have been up front about the fact that we're going to take a large DB class. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, JC for AU Deuce or Aaron Nolan? If you had to pick, you guys watch film. I don't. You tell me. Um, I mm, probably go with Deuce. I think just because he's a little more dynamic. I like them both. Uh, probably Deuce. I'm with you on the mobility part of it, Cole. I think he's a little bit more dynamic running the football. Um, that is watching you real close, like. But yeah, he is. This is why. <laughs> but uh, they both—they both look really good throwing the football. Um, they they spin it really, 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 really well. 
I, the thing about high school quarterbacks, and I don't even know this about Walker White, by the way, until I see a full game, and, and I mean against a, some good competition, usually I don't care about the competition, but I do with the quarterback, I don't know how to tell you how good they are almost because I need to know what kind of decision maker they are. Sure. That is that is number one, and and I just watching highlights and stuff. It's just not going to tell you what they are. You can see what they're capable of, but but you don't know what they really are as a quarterback. Mm. Agreed, because until you see you know the defense making adjustments, rotating the safeties, bringing the blitz, whatever they're doing schematically to kind of change the picture, both pre and post snap to the quarterback position. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and how they adjust to that. Even when they're having a bad game, how do they adjust? Do they figure out a way to level things out? That, to me, is the definition of what makes a good quarterback. Right. And last with you, Cole, until you see, like, just looking at the highlights, it just it shows you what the high end can be, not what they will be necessarily. Ooh. Right, right. And if, if uh, oh, yeah, Deuce, Lord George brought that to our attention there, that, that Deuce and Lipscomb Academy play IMG. Uh, I guess it's this weekend. Is it Friday? Yeah, this Friday. I oh, might be a good one to watch. Uh, let's see here. Josh Twitter Josh. Excuse me. Josh X Josh. Of the new O-line targets, who's higher on the board, Cole? TJ Lockhart, Jude Foster. Um, it's a good question. I think they're different. I think one's – I think – I, I've watched them, but I don't know for sure which is which. But I, I'm almost positive that Lockhart's a guard, Sounds and right. then Foster probably more of a tackle, but could play guard. I'm not sure yet on him, but they might be a little bit different. So that that matters. Um, I would say probably Lockhart right now because you've gotten him on campus. Okay, Lockhart did attend the Big Cat. Didn't speak, uh, but I do remember seeing him walking away and thinking he had the body of a guard. He does, and, and he's uh, <laughs> he's just shy of 400 pounds, I think. Great day. But he can move. It doesn't matter. He's got the frame. He can move. He's athletic. You know, he'll probably trim down some, obviously, but, you know, that dude, he's an interesting prospect for that reason. Okie dokie. Question number 12 from L.R. Joyner. Can you talk a little bit about the advantage that this staff may have in forming relationships with the 25 class compared to the relationships in 24, Jay Head? So recruiting is a 24-month process. I think we've said that on this show over and over and over again. It takes about two years realistically to build the kind of relationship where you feel comfortable going into a recruitment and feeling as though you're not at a disadvantage to any other school. This is a staff that came in in December or I guess end of November, tried to formulate relationships with the 23 class, was thrown right into recruiting the transfer portal, and then went into the 24 class. Guys, there are only so many hours in a day. So you think about how much time was put into just fixing the holes in Auburn's roster so that you could be competitive this year versus doing the recruiting work that you needed to do to be in the 24 discussion with certain prospects. That won't be the case. You're having a full cycle to recruit this 24 class. The transfer portal class will be a smaller class. I think we all feel that way. You're probably looking more at around 10 to 12 prospects, not 20 plus. And so the legwork and time that you have, think about how much you've already narrowed your board. Okay. You have absolutely narrowed your board in 24. You can shoot the moon in the 25 class during the season as far as kids that you're inviting to campus 
kids that you're calling throughout the week, whatever it is that you're doing, because everything's already been pretty much done in this class. So it's all kinds of advantages as far as time management is concerned. Um, just experience, right, of recruiting this area, knowing who to talk to, where you can go to, where you can recruit from. Because, look, we all know there are certain places you can recruit from and certain places you can't, okay? And by that I mean the logistics around that place play to your favor, and sometimes they don't. So a lot of different advantages the more time you're in a place, um, specifically as it pertains to future recruiting. I like it. DE5, is the 24 basketball class likely done and Bruce will fill any gaps in the transfer portal? Absolutely not. They are bringing in at least two guys over the next six weeks for official visits. So they're still, they're still recruiting some guys in the 2024 class. Uh, what's his name? Um, oh, I just had a story about him yesterday. Uh, Nick Cody. Uh, yep. Nick Cody's coming in, I think in, uh, uh, October. And then, of course, five-star power forward Asa Newell. I think he's one of the top ten players in the country. Is setting a visit, has set an official visit to Auburn for September 22nd to the 24th. So you've got two guys there in the 2024 class, top 50 guys, one top 10, one top 50, that have already scheduled an official visits to Auburn. So he, they're two of those guys where you take them if you can get them. That's, you know, Bruce has talked about, I'm only taking McDonald's All-American, so I'm not going to deal with it, mess with it. Uh, both of those guys fall into that category. So, and they, they might not be the only two. Uh, A. Hill, any updates on Roger Salapiga? Salapiga. Damn it. Sally, Sally Apaga. Any updates on Roger, the tight end I saw we made his top 10 for a few weeks ago? He was supposed to come to Big Cat. He was supposed to visit, I think, the week leading up to Big Cat. I think by himself, him and his family were coming in a couple of days early, and I believe they got sick. Somebody was ill and they couldn't make it. But they are determined to get back to Auburn, and I would be highly uh, surprised if they didn't. I mean, this guy, uh, Ben Akamaya, is all over this guy, and I'll be surprised if they don't at least, they, meaning him and his family, don't at least visit. Yeah. Yeah. Make it a good one there, BJTWDE. What is a player no one is currently talking about right now that you think will be in this class come early signing day? That's December 20th. This is a good question to go out on right here. BJT bringing the uh, the heat. A player that nobody's really talking about. I tell you what, Jayhead, you've got a fantastic nominee in the chat. Who who did I put in the chat? It was uh, I thought I saw it. Oh yeah, defensive lineman oh. from Florida, L.J. McCray. Mm. I I think there's some. I think L.J. McCray is more interested in Auburn than, than some of us anticipated it, it, on this panel. You know what I mean? Oh, like I don't, I, yeah, I've got him low. I, I, I've almost put him on the back burner. Like, I'll leave him on the hot board until he commits to Florida. That's kind of how my thought process has been. I think if you were making a top four for L.J. McCray today, it would be Florida, Georgia, Auburn, and maybe Florida State. I, I think Auburn is significantly more in that one than not. But the name I'm going to go with in this discussion is going to be Cohen Eccles. I don't think anybody's really talking about him, and I Good think one. Cohen Eccles finds his way into this class somehow. Good one. I Man, this is hard. I I was thinking Nykar, but we're kind of talking about him now. I, th- I think he fits the bill. I mean, there aren't many people we aren't talking about right now. Yeah. Like, my my my, my – 
I think Auburn. I think Auburn's going to end up with another tight end, like Amir Jackson or Landon Thomas. I think they're yeah, going to flip. Good. That's I really good. do. I don't have them as a high percentage in the hot board. But man, I feel like this offense. When people see that proof of concept, big dog, with the tight end, and if if you want some, man, and listen, these cats are committed. Florida State. They're committed to. Uh, Landon Thompson flipped from Georgia to Florida State. Who was the other yes. kid? Amir Jackson's committed to Florida. They absolutely will visit Auburn um, or something happened. But, but right now, so I think there's a legit interest there. Not to get, doesn't get talked about a lot, but I would not be surprised if Auburn were able to flip one of those guys. And, again, one other one that we just mentioned earlier in this show that we, we haven't talked about in a long time, Brandon Hood. I'm watching that one. I, I, yeah, you know, that's, that's a good one. That was going to be my pick. Yeah, I think that's a legitimate one to watch, Cole, because if he shows that he's back and fully at top-end speed, I think he's a guy that Carnell Williams likes and will not hesitate to turn to. He said, I definitely haven't talked about him. Some of that is, and I was going to say him, and some of it is guessing on my end, and the only reason I'm doing that is because I, I, I have a, an idea of how coaches' minds work. Yeah, and when they see how well Colton Hood is adjusting and how well you know how good he's doing, I really think that plays a factor in it. I said it earlier, but I want to double down on that. I think it matters. I think it matters for JJ Falk. You know, I, I think that moved him up the board. Like how good your brother is, we think you could be a lot like him. Well, right. you think about not just Colton, but his uncle Roderick Hood. You yeah, don't, sure. you know, what I mean. It, like he's got some some really good genes. You know he knows like, like Eagles Christian Landing or is it Eagles Landing? Eagles Landing, yeah. Eagles Landing is a really good football program that prepares kids to play at the next yeah. level. That matters uh, to a lot of coaches. He's going to be a mature kid. You know how he knows how to carry himself. You're not going to have to worry about the off the field things. All that other stuff that goes into it yeah. that makes an, a prospect attractive to a, an assistant coach and a head coach. Um, and then you're right, the pedigree, Cole. It, so I think it all lines up if he's back to being the Brandon Hood that we saw the first four games of his junior year, I think he could very well find himself in this class. And if not, um, he's definitely going to land at a Power 5 school someplace. I firmly believe that. Let me let me throw one more name in here because it just hit my mind, and this could go to the flip candidate too. One guy that nobody's talking about that could end up with Auburn still, I'm not buying LJ McCray as much as I would buy Jeremiah Beeman if we started hearing Damn. more about him. And I've heard a little bit about him, so I'll you know, I'll leave it at that. But I'm on the I'm on that train, Cole. I I, I could see I I don't know. I, I, I Auburn might be in Auburn might be in LJ's top three, but I, I just feel like maybe not, I'm wrong. it's not that I'm not buying LJ. I just think I would I think it's more likely that Jeremiah Beeman signs with Auburn than L.J. McCray. I think, and so. I, know, I think you could be right there. I just I can't wrap my head around a kid out of Birmingham, Alabama. Now I couldn't wrap my head around a kid out of Foley, Alabama either. Flipping yeah, the that's Auburn. true. That's true. You know what I mean? So, and how about you, Fred? But <laughs> um, I just out of Birmingham, Alabama, man, I just cannot. Parker. See. Is right on I-22. He's probably 35 minutes from Tuscaloosa. Yes, dude. I yeah. mean, it, given the location of where that is, the proximity to Tuscaloosa, the kids' affinity for the program growing up. All right, look, if Nick Saban retires this year, yeah, all right, I, I can see it. 
short of that, I just man, I can't. I just <laughs> I can't. Yeah, you know right. what? I mean, that, that's kind of part of the question. I mean, there are reasons yeah. we're not talking about these guys. So why are you not exactly. talking about them? Because we don't think they're going to end up at Auburn's class. Well, who do you think of those guys? Do you think? Well, here's a couple of suggestions. Here's a couple of possibilities. Well put. Well put. Sure. So yeah. that was kind of a no-win situation uh, question there. But I loved it. It was good stuff. It made everybody think. It made got, got people talking. So good stuff yeah. there, LJT, RJT. BJT, maybe? That's what I said. BGT? No. Oh. Know. All right. How about this week? Five. Oh. Go ahead, Cole. Get in there. Right on, big dog. Uh, probably the most consistently, and some of y'all, you're going to have to step up your game after you hear this, but. Ooh. Consistently funny guy on the boards, always has a one-liner, BM Harp. And I've been meaning to give him one for a while, but he, he needs one. All right, so BM Harp. I got Mace Hemdu. I got C-Rob 90. I got Lord George. And Kimosabi. Kimosabi had some funny lines this morning. He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Hamilton WDE. Um, absolutely. Um, and then I'm going to go with Coochie Rabbit for saying he, uh, his least favorite um, person on the board had to be Jay Head. He can't uh, let his wife see the show. <laughs> <laughs> I love old Coochie. The, yeah, redemption, the redemption of Coochie Rabbit. Yeah. Yeah, he, he said, uh, "You had Hamilton, WD, Cushy, and uh, that's it. Okay, that's, that's all, right. It. all right, here we go. I've got, uh, I got. Uh, how about you to NSB underscore WDE? How about you to uh, Jay Lee's swamp ass <laughs> bird dog? <laughs> <laughs> oh me, I've been waiting on that one. How about you to Aloha Tiger Man who came on the board?" Uh, Maui resident over there, big Auburn guy, and uh, we've seen the uh, the destruction of Maui. That war zone looks like it, and uh, so he he came on there asking for donations and prayers, and I think a lot of people stepped up. But we do appreciate him keeping us in the loop for the people over there. He brings it home a little bit. So how about you to uh, Aloha Tiger? Appreciate him. Hey, one more time, big, big dog, bird dogs, man. Go look it up. The www dot birddogs.com slash Auburn, all caps. Or if you just go on to Bird Dogs, hit that promotion box and, and click in Auburn, A-U-B-U-R-N. Get you a free hat and a couple of really good shorts, pants, and shirts, whatever it is. Bird Dogs, big dogs. All right, we're going to be back. Uh, well, Justin and I think Zach Blackerby will be on a football show on Thursday morning, tomorrow morning. And then we will be back Sunday night for the call-in show. Look for us there. Uh, again, uh, Auburn Live on three still got the one dollar promotion going on as far as I know. So go if you uh, if you haven't given us a try yet, go go log on and uh, one dollar for the first month. You think you'll like it? You think you'll stay? Good time to do it too, man. Fall camp's uh, heating up. All right, so we'll see y'all Sunday night. If we don't see you before then, man, for uh, we appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody watching. For Cole, for Jay Head, for Zach in the back. I'm Jeffrey Lee. Stay that left lane. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that you know Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work.
a great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.